are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials are items read on Airs LA by the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Don Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is by Jackie Lamb from the April 2023 edition. Balancing Act Cortisol is infamous for being a major player in our stress response, but its role is wildly misunderstood. We'll explain, then teach you how to turn it into a tool for better well-being. Cortisol is the Lisa Renna of hormones, involved in everybody's business, and always getting blamed for the drama. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fans know. To be fair, the stuff is connected to your body's fight-or-flight response. There's a reason it's nicknamed the stress hormone. The cortisol also has a role in almost every major organ system, from brain function to joint and immune health. It regulates metabolism, It works with insulin to keep your blood sugar stable. It helps quell inflammation. Notice a trend? It's not all bad. In an age of rampant burnout, cortisol imbalance has become wellness guru's favorite scapegoat for all kinds of health issues, such as fatigue, acne, bloating, and more, leading to widespread misinformation about how this particular hormone works and what's considered healthy and normal, says Artie Thangudu, MD, an endocrinology, diabetes, and thyroid specialist. In reality, your cortisol levels go through ups and downs that correspond with your sleep and wake pattern. In the morning, they rise to raise blood sugar and blood pressure, increasing wakefulness, and pumping you up for the day. Then they drop off and fall to the lowest point when you sleep. Dr. Thangudu explains. When you eat, work out, or deal with a stressor, think a new project lands on your desk or your babysitter cancels last minute, you experience a tiny uptick. These natural ebbs and flows are appropriate and fine, says Elena Christofides, MD an endocrinologist in Columbus, Ohio. Health problems only occur when you mess with the larger natural pattern of cortisol flow, like pulling an all-nighter a few days in a row. Yes, an off-kilter cycle can affect sleep, digestion, and fat storage, says Dr. Thangudu. If you practice cortisol-conscious habits on the reg, your levels will take care of themselves. Get ready to feel more alert, less rattled, and on top of your game in every aspect of life. Number one, your workout. Exercise kicks cortisol into gear. Nailing the timing and type of activity ensures you don't raise it too much. Sweat first thing. Schedule your workout in the morning so it coincides with the biggest spike in your levels, between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. Not an option? At the very least, avoid working out too close to bedtime, 
as your cortisol needs about four hours to reach its lowest level, which is optimal for sleep, says Dr. Christophides. Prioritize strength training. Daily intense cardio workouts elevate cortisol without a huge payoff, says Shannon Ritchie, DPT, founder of Evlo Fitness. They don't load our muscles enough to improve lean mass. Swap a few hit days for weightlifting that targets different muscle groups, Ritchie recommends. Watch the clock. Spending up to an hour in a hardcore sesh stresses out your body way more than a high-intensity workout of short duration. Limit super spicy sessions to 15 to 20 minutes and cap the frequency at twice a week. Number two, your recovery. Rest gives the circadian hormone a chance to reset, whether it's overnight or post-workout. Make sacrifices for Z's. We know you know, seven hours ideally, closer to eight. Nightly is ideal. This is so important that it's wiser for you to skip working out early and try to fit it in later if possible, if it means you're not going to get your full snooze. Dr. Christified says, noted. Don't brush off walking. Most people massively underestimate the benefits of a 30 or 45 minute walk and of accumulating 10,000 steps per day says Mike Malloy, PhD, founder of M2 Performance Nutrition. It adds very little to no stress on the body, Malloy says, noting that regular jaunts are one of the best habits for stabilizing cortisol. Stay for the cool down. Elevating cortisol during your workout is not inherently bad as long as you can buffer it and bring it back down, says Richie. That's why taking the time to recoup is so crucial. Like via the mobility and mindfulness of yoga, breathwork, or meditation. Number three, your eats. Blood sugar stability goes hand in hand with cortisol balance. Consuming well-timed, nutritious meals guarantees a steady stream of energy that'll power you through the day. Enjoy the early bird special. The second largest cortisol spike between 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. Cortisol then drops off from there, says Dr. Christophides. Eating after 5 causes an unwanted boost when you don't want it. If you tend to dine late because you work overtime, set an alarm on your phone for an earlier meal time and try to take a break to grab food instead of waiting until you clock out. Fuel up post-sweat. In the first 20 to 30 minutes after a heart-pounding gym session, consume about 30 to 40 grams of carbohydrates to bring cortisol back down. Why? When you consume a fast digesting carb, it increases blood sugar levels, which sends a signal to your body to slow cortisol production, says Malloy. Go easy on coffee. Caffeine 
ramps up cortisol production. If you're downing four to five cups in the morning, you're propping up your cortisol with an artificial stimulant, says Malloy. Focus on improving your sleep and reducing your reliance on coffee. Perking yourself up with one to two eight-ounce cups is acceptable, but getting restorative rest should be your number one priority. That brings us to the end of today's article. Balancing Act. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links found at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the use of our blind, low vision, and print-impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Leary, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.